Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry, who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. This is Guest Thursday, and we're in uh, part two uh, with Don Light. Our first uh, session actually included uh, uh, Don's wife, Rochelle. Uh, they've been married uh, 31 years, and uh, they both share some great stories about uh, what it meant to walk with God and, and hear his voice and be obedient to his, his voice, and that was kind of cool. And So, Don, it was fun to have both of you on. I know Rochelle had to had to go off to a uh, an appointment, but we're going to continue on with you. And um, one of the things that you discussed last time that you both kind of made a statement about um, and you introduced your story with the thought of there is an issue of uh, full obedience as opposed to what you call partial obedience, which is still disobedience, or taking a piece of what God says and and saying, well, I'll do I'll do these other things. I'll do some of that. Um, and you've decided, and that's a disobedience as well. So let's talk about a little bit about that uh, as what you're learning from that. Uh, so, you know, basically maybe you could just kind of set the stage of uh, what 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 are the issues with this? And then we can talk specifically about what does it mean and then how you personally have dealt with any of that. So go ahead and if you would, just kind of set the stage for this whole discussion of obedience, partial obedience, lack of obedience, etc. Sure, yeah. You know, one of the things that I've been thinking about, I heard uh, Richard Blackaby say, um, when... When you get ahead of God, which I have a tendency to, you know, we're supposed to be walking in step with him, right? Keep in step with the spirit. But I have a tendency to get ahead of God, right? And I think lots of us do at times. But when you get ahead of God, you're suddenly walking in the shadow of your own darkness. Now think about that. You know, the Lord is light. You get ahead of him. He's ca- it's casting a shadow, and suddenly, like that's why I think suddenly things aren't working out the way we do. We're confused. Things are fuzzy. It's because we're walking in. We're basically walking in the flesh again, right? So mm-hmm. you know, just slowing down, just enjoying the intimacy of the relationship. You know, again, just um, rich. I credit you. I, I've been so grateful over the years. I felt like since I was 19 years old, I'm the one discipling people, discipling people, discipling. never been discipled myself. So you've been just a, a blessing to me over the last seven or eight years that I, I've known you. It's like someone pouring into me. So I'm grateful for that. Um, and so just enjoying that sweetness of relationship is key. It's critical. And how do we how do we stay in the spirit? Um, you were sharing the other day. Um, we know that we're keeping in step with the spirit when we have righteousness, joy, and peace. Right? The kingdom mm-hmm. of God is not about eating and drinking, but righteousness, joy, and peace in the in the Holy Spirit. And so, despite what our circum you know our our joy and our peace should not be predicated on our circumstances. Unfortunately, that is for a lot of people. But it's just how do you like? 
people should see that in me, joy, peace, some righteousness. Um, that, that's a indication that I've been walking with the spirit. And so just really focused on that. Um, journaling is so key. Um, why journal? Because we forget, we just <laughs> mm-hmm. forget. And it's so critical to be writing things down. That's really our dialogue with the father. Uh, Rich, you, you encourage me, you know, like the scripture says, we can boldly enter the throne room, right? Yeah. So it's like, be raw, be real with God, be emotional, you know, just whatever you're processing, right? And uh, I think that's one of the beautiful blessings of children. If you have children, um, you know, God can get it to you anyway, right? And he can get what he needs to get to you anyway. He doesn't have to use children. But for me, he gave me a lot of children because he needs to work on me more. So you see all these beautiful parallels with, you know, as a father towards your children, maybe frustrations or you see things. And and God always uses that. Yeah, Donnie, that's kind of how, how you feel towards your daughter there or how you feel. Towards, that's kind of how I feel towards you sometimes. And mm-hmm. so. You know, so he uses these beautiful parallels with our children. And, um, but just, uh, just slowing down. I mean, discerning God's will. Another thing that God's shown me just through the journaling process is that with obedience. So I, I mentioned that before that partial obedience and delayed obedience is still disobedience. And one of the revelations God gave me was, the reason why I need you to be obedient when I tell you is because there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts in this situation. Mm-hmm. You're just not the only person. Like God's weaving a grand tapestry in the background. There's a lot of other people involved and circumstances. So so when I need you to obey, I need you to do it now. Right? And so and and on the other side of the spectrum. God works on behalf of those who wait patiently. So sometimes as I'm seeking direction, God needs me to wait patiently because he's still trying to get all the stars aligned, so to speak, because there's other people, places, and circumstances. He's trying to get those things set up so that when the timing is right, he says, now, here it is. Here's the door open. I need you to obey. So, you know, that's something with the whole obedience thing and and just waiting patiently upon him because he says repetitively, I work on behalf of those who wait patiently upon me. So I don't know if that answered your question, Red. Yeah, you other... yeah, I think that sets the stage. And, um, uh, you know, uh, as you look at obedience, the first question, which is really pretty simple, <laughs> is to what am I supposed to be obedient to? Mm-hmm. Um, and as you've learned, and Kathy and I have learned, um, it's not reading the Bible as law and then saying, I'm going to try to perform to that. Uh, that's actually not being obedient. Uh, that's in our own flesh doing what you just said. We've actually gone back into the darkness trying to be in the light, but we're actually in the darkness. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the first step of that is, well, I have to learn uh, and receive what I'm supposed to be obedient to and you talked a few things about being in the throne room and journaling and, you know, how do you, first of all, get to the point where you even know God's will in order to be obedient to what he has to say? What, what's your process? How do, you, how do you get to that point where you now know, okay, I know what I'm supposed to be obedient to? 
Yeah. Um, well, again, it starts with just the, the daily abiding. You know, if we want to live a life um, in order, it starts with, you know, spending time with him. Yeah. Not, not just in the morning. I mean, we, we commune with him daily, but some dedicated quiet time. I think there's a reason why people reference it as quiet time. you got to get somewhere quiet where you don't have the distractions and TVs in the background. So it's, it's, for me, it's always very early in the home before people get up. So starts with just being in that, hearing the still small voice. Um, God never, uh, uh, he'll always be consistent. Whatever he's leading us to do will be consistent with his word. So I think, you know, that's why you have to be in the word. We can't just Bible studies and devotionals. They're good and okay. There's seasons for those type of things, but just having a regular dose of just being in the scripture, there's no substitute for that. He says, these are not idle words. These are your very life, right? And so we need to be in the word. And so he'll confirm through that. And then, um, but really processing decisions. I've learned that you've helped me learn to, you know, a lot of the bigger decisions, make sure I talk to Rochelle. Like I had to make some decisions on some renewing my old life insurance policies expired. So I got to get some new ones and should we do this? Should we do that? You know, and so I had to run those things by Rochelle just to make sure she's at peace with things. And so always use her as an arbiter for sure. Um, and, you know, we, we abide together more than she she alluded to in the previous session because we, we talk a lot. We have consistent date nights and we're always talking about life. So that's a beautiful part of marriage. Um, but just... Uh, the other scripture that's mindful is uh, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. And that word rule, I think in the Greek and Hebrew, one of the words is umpire. Yeah. And so what does an umpire do in the game of baseball? Well, he makes the calls, right? You're out, safe, strike, ball, foul. He makes the call. So if you substitute that word, let the peace of Christ make the calls in your heart. You know, so you learn to do I have real peace about this or is there an unsettling so if we have an unsettling about this um, that's a pretty good indication we're probably outside of where God is leading us um, sounds simple but how does that work in reality you go to first John 3 uh, try and remember it remember what it says but it says something along the lines and this is how we reassure ourselves of the truth that whenever our heart condemns us right. Uh, God is greater than our hearts, and He knows everything. So it's so we're not under condemnation, Romans eight one. But whenever our heart troubles us, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, this is how we can reassure reassure our hearts of the truth. Like whenever your heart troubles you, hey, we're, you're not walking the truth. Like, time out, hey son, I'm trying to get your attention. So just really paying attention to that. Um, God sees ahead; we don't. Um, the other thing is is just to always remember that. Um, God's ways are not our ways. And so a lot of times what he says to us is not what we think we want to do. <laughs> because if it was, he wouldn't say that, right? So it it doesn't come natural to us or it's not part of our human wiring or something. I don't know. So just recognizing that his thoughts are not my thoughts. Uh, they're higher than my thoughts. And I just need to trust and obey. And I've always said and I've learned that blessing is seems to always be on the other side of obedience it's like when mm. you, you obey that's where you just see the blessings flow yeah yeah, yeah. and as you uh you know describe that um 
you know, there is uh, a truth about receiving it and you know that you know that you know, you know, through your peace, through your confirmation with your spouse, unity, your inner circle, you talked about community, uh, keep having them assist you and confirm um, so that God says, um, if you spend the time with me, which is what you're describing, I will get you an answer and you'll know the steps. And so when we think about, you know, obedience, it's not just a grand thing. Like, you know, let me give you an example of that. You know, when Joshua said, uh, you know, what do you have to say to me now that Moses is dead? He said, well, I'm going to give you the promised land um, and I need you to get ready to go. Let's go. And he didn't say, okay, got it. I'll be obedient to that. He said, I received that. <laughs> now I need to know. <laughs> and God said, you're going to need to know to take step by step by step mm-hmm. uh, into that will. Um, and so now it's, let me tell you, let me speak to you, uh, take the step. So I'll give you not only where I'm heading you, but I will give you the the uh, truth and the step that I need you to take. Um, and it'll be clear to you, kind of like what Rochelle sh- uh, shared last time. Uh, she had an issue. She needed a step to take. God gave her the step, and she was obedient to that step. So we have to hear God's voice. And he said, you know, keep listening, processing, and get clarity, and you'll know that you know. And it's okay that you don't know, but stay with me until you know. Okay, now, so let's say, okay, we get that piece of it. Talk to us, Donnie, about your discussion as to uh, delayed obedience or partial obedience why do we, even as followers of God, have have a struggle with being obedient, simply being obedient, and we either delay it or we partially do it, which God then calls disobedience. Talk about why is there a struggle there and how do we overcome that struggle? Well, I'll just go back to the study right now, um, which, by the way, if you haven't looked at the online courses at Abide Ministries, you should. Uh, <laughs> about versus the flesh. So, you know, Paul says, uh, you know, why is it? I see this law at work, right? He says, why is it that those things that I know I should do, I don't do. Mm -hmm. But the things I know I shouldn't be doing, I keep doing. So I see this law at work in my members. And so we got to understand there's this universal law at work. Just because you become a believer doesn't mean the flesh goes away or the flesh gets any better, right? It's, it's always there with us. And so I think it starts by really recognizing that it doesn't ever get any, their flesh doesn't ever get any better. And so just, um, that I've just really been thinking about it since we started this new study the last couple of weeks. It's like, man, I wake up every day now. I'm doing the, uh, I started the 21 day Daniel fast. So that, and, and I got the, I don't know, some book I'm listening to about the fast. It's giving you the background and history, like why 21 days and tied in some, who was, which, which one of the angels, uh, battled for 21 mm-hmm. days, yeah. you know, so Gabriel, yeah. Gabriel, right. And so I'm like, oh, wow. And, and you know, and how it brings more understanding and truth. And so that's been kind of a beautiful revelation the last few days of just, I'm waking up every day. Whoa, 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 whoa. Walk in the spirit, walk in the spirit, just stay with the spirit, keep in step with the spirit. That's where all of the blessings are found. That's where love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, you know, all these things should be overflowing in my life. I mean, 
people will know I'm in step with the spirit. Like my wife should see me being more patient, more kind, more gentle. My kids should. You're always a little bit tested with it from time to time, but always remember, whoa, 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 whoa. don't go to the flesh. Don't yeah, go to the yeah. good place to be. So um, I think just, again, it's just remembering that uh, God loves us so much. I mean, he really, like, I, I had an interesting conversation. I'm taking some, uh, my son, I hired a golf coach. And this golf coach is uh, not a believer. But God is definitely at work in his life, hmm. no doubt. And he noticed my son has a cross and you know, kind of startled him. And, you know, he's been asking us questions. And and uh, even yesterday afternoon, uh, he just dumped a pile of balls in front of him. He sat down in the chair and I sat down next to him. We were watching my 16-year-old son Aaron just hit, hit golf balls. And he's opening up to me and just sharing how his life has been full of recently divorced and mm. just all this difficulty and um I'm, and, and and we've had this dialogue going for months now and i've just been trying to go slow not choke him with steak you know, you know i bought him a bible i've invited him to church he texts me can i sit in the back you know he's like, <laughs> like yeah, i don't know he feels like he goes to church maybe he's gonna blow up in flames or something i don't know he's just uh he's never been churched but um it's kind of funny he um when this whole Israel thing broke out a few months back, he was asking Aaron about it, my 16 year old. And Aaron was like, immediately went to end times, you know, it's like, well, we're <laughs> and it freaked him out. You know, he was like, and I was like, Joe, Joe, wait, whoa, whoa, calm down. You know, God says, you know, in my presence, there's, there's fullness of joy. And with that joy comes a peace of knowing he's got you. Right. And he's like, looking at me like, like what? Like, and I'm like, you can have that. He texted me the next day. Where's that scripture? What's that scripture? So mm, interesting. Uh, I know I'm kind of going off on a different tangent, but I'm just telling you, man, it's all it's all about relationship. And so getting like Joe connected, like, Joe, you don't have to figure it all out. God's already got it all figured out. Like he's he's like in a difficult spot. The divorce is like almost bankrupted him. I'm renting again. How can I get back on my feet? And I, and I just looked at him and said, well, you got to get the kingdom, brother. That's where the blessings mm -hmm. are found. And he's looking at me like, what? <laughs> so, you know, just getting to go back to what does it mean to be born again? Mm -hmm. Like, Joe, you're, you're right now separate from God. You are physical and you, you, you're, you know, body, soul, and spirit. Right now you're just operating in the body and the soul void of the spirit of God and you can't even understand the truths of God until you accept him and believe like do you want that do you would you like that and I you know he's just looking at me and uh so before we departed I, I told him I said Joe if you'd like to just get on a call every other week or something I'll just start to educate you like he didn't even know like I'd taken him back to the Garden of Eden and he goes, oh, yeah, the snake. And I'm like, yeah, do you know who the snake is? Oh, isn't that Satan? I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, you know, just like, he has no, he's 52. He has no biblical reference, no context. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how many people out there don't know anything. Mm -hmm. We take that for granted. We talk too much in Christianese, and I think it's just about, it gets back to a relationship. Mm -hmm. God is relationship. Um yeah, and as you, know, you as you oh, think about yeah, and think about that example. Um, you're being obedient, 
uh, and and your obedience is is step by step by step. And God says, Here, mm-hmm. I, here's how I, here's how I want you to approach this. Here's what I want you to say to him. Um, think about the ways that you could be disobedient, partially obedient, and dis- therefore disobedient or delayed obedience. Um, and just talk about in this scenario, uh, you are being obedient, but in what ways could you go off and either delay it and or do it partially? And just to describe that so people understand mm. the difference between even in this scenario, it's a step-by-step being obedient, and but we could go the opposite direction. Just talk about what you could have done or could do to help define what partial obedience and delayed obedience looks like. Well, I think you get off track the moment you uh, go to self. Like you can be walking with God, but it's, at least for me, it's easy to, am I God-centered or am I self-centered? And I think a lot of times we're far more self-centered than we realize. Yeah. Yeah. And And, so, and by the way, that, that translates what you're saying there is that uh, the way that looks, even in a situation like this, is you go to the, I should. Um, mm. and that um, you have a heart for him. You want him to know, know Christ. You want him to grow in Christ. Absolutely, that's God's will. But then then partial obedience or delayed obedience is around this issue of, well, therefore, I should, and I'm going to make sure, and I'm going to hammer him with this, this, and this, and you take over, and now you're in the flesh, and you're so interesting enough trying to be other centered you're actually self-centered yeah uh, and that's and that's where the disobedience comes in is as opposed to okay now based on what he just said father what do you want me to do now and and god already told you relax <laughs> uh build a relationship let the relationship come lead him to start leading him to truth by the way you know and you're kind of illustrating this god says he's going to ask you questions yeah, just start reacting to those, mm-hmm. you know, and and so uh, it's it's a great uh, illustration of your hearing and then being obedient because you're not interjecting the I should, uh, which mm-hmm. is a, which is something we we all typically want to do, you know, and um, you know as you're approaching that, how how are you able to stay in that beauty of listening and following? Well, kind of what you're saying is, is I'm reminded of the verse that says, be, be slow to speak and quick to listen. Yeah. <laughs> so we, mm-hmm. we have to be better listeners. We're, we're all not as good at listeners. You know, that's something I'm trying to work on. I think we continue to need to work on being a better listener. So you're right. Just like that, just it's back to the relationship, listening to what my friend Joe has to say and just showing that I'm interested in him. Just like we are. Uh, we're a visible expression of an invisible God's love, right? Yeah, so yeah. God uses us. Uh, how will they know us? By our love for one another and loving him. And so just like really just listening to what he has to say, helping unpack that. Not me just like see how many wonderful little singers I can throw at him, which I have tendency to do. And I realize, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, that's maybe more that he can handle. It wasn't necessary. Just just listen to him, love him right where he's at. Just, um, it's really about truth. Just getting to the truth. And the word is beautifully true and it's truthfully beautiful. 
So trying to get him into the Word of God and what the Word of God has to say. That's what I always just keep saying. Well, you know, God's Word says this. And it's so cool because he um, now he's giving lessons to my older son. And um, he gave a lesson to my third son. And so he's like, you know, he sees he sees a real difference. He's like, mm-hmm. he even mentioned it yesterday. There's something different about your kids. There's something different about you. And I don't say anything, just like, um, and uh, so I was telling Aaron the other day, my 16 year old, I said, Aaron, how cool is it that God is using you and me together mm-hmm. to potentially usher another living human soul into the kingdom of God? How cool is that, Aaron? Like, God is inviting both of us to join him where he's at work. And that's like, that's the other thing. Like that's an experiencing God principle. God is at work all around us. You don't have to go and create ministry. Mm -hmm. I mean, in John, it says nobody comes to the father unless the father draws them. So we just need to be really paying attention, paying attention. Oh, God, I'll never forget the first day we were scheduling lessons. And I found out that Joe, I'm like trying to figure out days of the week. And I'm like, what day do you take off, Joe? He goes, uh, I work seven days a week. It's just not a good idea for me to be alone right now. Oh, pay attention. Mm-hmm. There, there's this guy's hurting. There, he just said, I didn't unpack it. You know, I just, okay, God's at work here. I need to pay attention. And now six months later, we are way closer to get him introduced to the Lord than we were earlier. So yeah. just paying attention. Yeah. And I love. Go ahead, Kathy. I was just going to say, I love um, even just listening to this example. I think it's a great time to point out the difference because sometimes um, as we're throwing these words around obedience, delayed obedience, partial obedience, delayed obedience, there are people newer in the faith and newer to walking and asking and dialoguing with God that would say, well, delayed obedience was you saw that he needed God and you didn't immediately insert it. You were disobedient to sharing the gospel in that moment. And so there are people in just in not having walked with God yet that would label that delayed obedience. And so I think this is a beautiful example of how that is not delayed obedience. So we need to make sure we define that properly, that, you know, in what you were doing, delayed obedience is not taking note and waiting. You talked earlier about waiting with God step by step. So we often will hijack his plan. He'll speak a promise or or even we'll know a scripture that says, you know, this is my will. Go disciple, go baptize. And people could say, oh, you didn't do that right away. That was delayed disobedience or delayed obedience. And when you're walking with him, that's not what it is. The obedience comes in literally the step by step, moment by moment. He said, pay attention. I just showed you something. And the internal dialogue, okay, God, I'm banking that. What do you want me to do next? And you just keep going. And and that process is all obedience. Obedience stepping in pace with the Father is not delayed obedience. And so we also need to make sure we differentiate that just for newer people that are recognizing sometimes the obedience to God can be very slow and step-by-step, and we need to be very sensitive to that. Yet there's the other side, you know, Rochelle was in an immediate moment. I asked God, he said, do this. There was not room for her to pause and take other steps. This was the immediate step that was needed for that immediate moment. 
if she had delayed obedience there in Hemphod, that could have changed the whole thing, right? Yeah, beautifully said. I think, I think too, with God, there's always a right thing to do, but there's a right way to do it mm-hmm. and a timing to do it. Yeah. So. yeah. And as you uh, describe, you know, the, you know, you you notice something, pay attention, uh, you know, while you're both having fellowship with your son in golf. Hey, by the way, um, uh, do you see him at work? Yes. And you said something to your son. Hey, what a joy and a privilege we get to <laughs> let God help use us if we just follow him. This will be enjoyable for us. Uh, mm-hmm. What a, what a joy that is. And, and so when you're obeying the will of God because you're hearing it and then following, as Kathy said, just step by step without interjection of what I should do, it becomes a joy to us. And God says, mm-hmm. what a privilege it is uh, that obedience isn't to force you to do something. It's rather to have you join me in the privilege of what I'm what I'm going to do. So that's mm-hmm. kind of fun. So Donnie, thank you so much for uh, giving that great story. Well, we're going to have you back. <laughs> and one of the things we'll want to find out is, okay, what happened to Joe? Uh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, uh, this will be, uh, to me, this is the excitement of walking mm-hmm. with God is well this ought to be interesting (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and this will be fun to see what happens and how it happened and and what god did with him by using you guys to enjoy the Mm -hmm. being obedient to as well so we're gonna we're gonna have fun with that so we'll look forward to that so uh father we pray for uh joe we pray for donnie we pray for uh the ability of them together to keep enjoying uh, just you know, being golfers together, but knowing that you're you're doing a bigger story that they're now part of, and uh, what a privilege that is. And so we just pray for Joe to be receiving that, that that he would be willing and interested in Donnie being able to lead him into the Word and uh, finding out what it means to walk in you, because you can take his loneliness, his mm-hmm. his his uh, situation of oppression, and make it grand. And uh, we pray for that. And, and we pray that Donnie and Rochelle continue to walk with you and to hear your voice and to be obedient to that and to live out this beautiful life that you have planned for them. So we lift them up and pray blessing over them in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, you so much for joining us, Don. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll call it the Chronicles of Joe. There we so go. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll come back for the Chronicles of Joe. Excellent. Right, Bye-bye. Well, thanks so much. Great seeing you. If you have questions, be sure to send them in at questions at abideministries.com. And if you have a heart for intercessory prayer, be praying for Joe and the impact that the Light family is having on him, bringing him to the light. Amen. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Thank you. Yep. See you. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.